This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. You're here too. I am. Hot. I almost said, I almost said good morning. (laughs) I don't know. You know what's funny? Like that um, Robin Williams movie, Good Morning Vietnam, how he says it really long and drawn out. I have never actually seen the movie. But that the way he says that is so iconic and has been used in you know, pop referenced yeah. in so many different ways. I don't know why I felt the urge to introduce this episode in that voice and style. Yes, it would seem totally inappropriate to say good morning <laughs> Vietnam on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, okay. I don't know if you last time you checked, but you know we've been pushing this everybody to leave a review on iTunes yes. for this podcast. Yes. We're we're up. Last time I checked before recently, we're at 12. We are up to 17. Wow. Which means we are really close to hitting our 25 review landmark, I guess. Sure. So uh, for those of you that have turned off the podcast before you get to this point. We're starting with it early. <laughs> so you can't escape it if you're listening to this episode. Um, but we are going to do a giveaway. Once we hit 25 written reviews in iTunes for this podcast, we are going to send uh, one of the people who have written a review a little prize package. Not a little prize. Um, it's a pretty good I, prize. I was going to say, so for... This will probably be the big, the biggest one, unless uh, it takes over a year to reach fifty. But I think so. Every <laughs> time we hit twenty-five reviews, will be twenty-five, fifty, seventy-five, so on. Jared and I will accumulate a little box, or not little again, mm. um, a box. And every time we get either a duplicate toy, um, either from a blind box or somebody gifting us the same product more than once. Um, or, you know, like I just went to comic con and we get a ton of free stuff just walking around. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll send, I'll put the duplicates and stuff, um, that I want to give away into this box. And whenever we hit 25 reviews, Jared and I will be sending our own packages to a winner. I think this time, since it's, there's so much stuff that I have, we're going to split it up. So there's going to be two winners. So once we hit 25, we're going to pick two names Jared's going to send a box of goodies. I'm going to send a box. Yeah. Trust so me. Are, you want the Jared we, box. It's definitely going to be <laughs> the better box. You don't want that free Comic-Con swag garbage and termites and all that stuff that's going to come in Mark's box. So just keep that in mind when you're entering. Maybe in your review, I, so, put your preference. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk about or the Jared. Th- I'm going to bring up one thing that I have in my box that's actually pretty cool. Okay. You know, we had Miguel on last month yes. talking all about toys and we talked about collecting. Uh, one of the types of collecting, I guess, or one of the phases that I've been, went through is when I first got reintroduced to collecting toys as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, making a salary, earning actual dollars. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> there was... Um, I wanted to get like all the toys I liked when I was younger. So like I actually get the old toy, not like an up, like 
updated version. Yeah, yeah. Like, so from the the eighties and nineties, whatever mm, toys I either tough. had or didn't have. Mm -hmm. So I found these. I'll show you on screen. They're in little bags. I can hear it. But it's oh, ugly. so it's the from the nineties um, X Men X Men cartoon. I have a, a set of them. So there's Colossus, and this is hilarious. He's got a little plastic weight set that's, that he can lift. That's not a little one. That's pretty big. It's about the size of the figure. Um, so there's Colossus. There is Wolverine with a removable mask. Oh, oh, I see. It looks like a dog. And we've got Cyclops, which he's got this button on the back that I think at one point like turned a on light? Like a, a light for Laser his light? visor. Yeah. Um, but Makes there's sense. no way that it's working. 25 years where did later. you where did you get these uh these were on ebay mm -hmm. and then i've got magneto okay yeah this isn't getting any more exciting <laughs> <laughs> um anyways so there's how many know, jared, how many figures jared's a hater ah. but i know i know we have some early 90s x-men cartoon fans sure um listening so you should post that's pictures just one of, i've started one of posting the, pictures that's one of the many items in the mark toy box that I will be giving away. These so. are actually going to be very different boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this is also true. You know, we have so oh my god, I can't believe it. it's almost been a year since we did our first stories together where we did an unboxing of all those Disney blind boxes. No. It hasn't been. I think I think it was last October, wasn't it? No. That was or I can't remember. No, I don't think it was that long ago. Was it was it? before you did the So Cute. We came over and had you sign a bunch of prints for So Cute. Yeah. I remember it was before that. Anyways, okay. it's been a long time. Mm. Um, but I still have a duplicate from that day, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I a bunch Darkwing of those. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, if you haven't already, write a review for us. Um, like I said, we're going to be giving away two so your chances are really good um, that you will be able to win this. As I know, um, so two out of twenty-five. That's the odds are the odds are good. Yes, yes, and it'll be a long time before we get to fifty. So now is the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're only eight away. The odds you, you only get worse. So it's actually possible. I bet you, if you're listening to this, you have eight people in your family that you can convince to write a review write a review on and then if they win you can just keep the prize so let so me we get got this eight straight. more reviews to go everybody does this all the websites do this right or the podcasts where they encourage people to leave a review what exactly does that do does that bump you up some kind of like visibility on itunes if you're if you're talking about my ego then yes it does get bumped up mm. the more reviews we get nice that's the that's ultimately what we're going for mm. no so I don't know. It's just like the Instagram algorithm. Nobody understands how that yeah. shit works. But um, from my very vague, loose, probably incorrect understanding is, yes, the more reviews you have, the more you get better placement in searches. You get connected to um, other podcasts that uh. people have also written a review on. So I know if you click on ours... Um, I think it's like Scary Movie, Ice Cream Podcast, the M of One Podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, and a few other creative podcasts are the 
like the if you like Squared Co podcasts, you'll also like these guys. Check them out. <laughs> I think the more reviews we get, the better linked will be to other shows. And then, like I said, we'll, we'll pop up in better searches and then that podcast money will start rolling in and we can quit our day jobs yeah yes all of that will uh right. never happen so right. if you haven't already again last time write a review tell a friend to write a review um you have the opportunity to win some really cool prizes on top of that the toys that we will be giving away i'll throw in some pins and maybe some prints yes so, that's what i'm gonna do as well i'll throw in some stuff. wonderground disney stuff and Round it out so it's not just open boxes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so before we get into talking about our guests for today, this is a very, very special uh, intro we have here. We're going to be announcing the next Squared Co. Gallery show. This is very exciting because it's not just another show. This is a big show, I think. How big? Well... (laughs) Like a wand? You, you, yeah, you'll get you that later. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get it later. You kind of left that weird. I, I was hope or not hoping, but I it felt like you were going somewhere with that, and it just kind of ended. Like a joke or something? Yeah, no, I this got This is nothing. a big show. How big is it? Uh, so Ooh. we've got some great artists. Let me just say that. We're not going to get into all the details. <laughs> we have a few weeks before we actually uh, will start announcing all that stuff, and maybe the social media stuff, you'll start seeing it sooner than the podcast but uh, we've got some really great artists including our guests tonight that are contributing pieces yes. um do you want to tell them where it's at do you want to give them all the details yes yeah, so the name of the show is dames and it will this show will be celebrating all female um female characters from pop culture yep um you said it better, I think, always. in the actual episode, always. But <laughs> you like to you like to put me on the spot and just make a fool of myself. Oh, you're so. Um, but it, it will be celebrating all pop culture. God damn it! Oh, easy. <laughs> the women yes. we love from the world of pop culture. How about that? Oh my God! Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So it just can off be the anything. Top of your head. As always with these pop culture shows, it's pretty wide open. We're just giving a general guideline here, so that uh, right. It's uh, you know heroines or people from fictional books or I guess it could be just about anybody that you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not relatives, but like so it could be like <laughs> Oprah. I always bring up Oprah. It could be somebody like that. We don't even know. We we have signed up the artists. We've got a bunch of great people to commit to it. We don't know what they're doing yet. So we're just as excited as you are to see what these people right. contribute. Um, you know, but, I, so this is going to – I can't even count how many shows this has been that uh, Squared Coast curated. Um, but, like, it's got to be close to 10 or a dozen now. That's I got to say that's probably the most exciting part about curating a show is – after you get the artist lineup, it's once the final images start trickling through. It's almost like a holiday. Like you're, even though it's digital, it's like you're unwrapping these little goodies and these little gifts. Because um, obviously, I'm picking artists to work with and to do these shows that I admire and like. Of so course. it's yeah. like I'm getting this like sneak peek into their artwork before anybody else. And it's for a show that. Um, we're curating, so it's it's very exciting to start seeing these trickling in. It is. So, you know, you've done a few of these shows now. What is your favorite 
part of doing these shows for you? Because for me, this waiting, this period of when the artist says yes and we're waiting for the artwork is terrible. Like I'm so stressed about <laughs> it. Like I'm, I'm just waiting for people to either drop out or not be able to do it or, or you know, it's going to be late. <laughs> like I, that's kind of my normal state of affairs anyway is just constant worry. But for you, like what what aspect of doing these shows is fun for you? It's a terrible question because I literally just answered it. Oh, but <laughs> well, but that's sort of a given. <laughs> like, is it when you're finding the artist, like reaching out to them? So the, it's it's so what I just said um, about seeing the final reveal sure. of these images yeah. is really exciting. But on top of that, it's a great opportunity to network and meet um, and it, get able have the opportunity to work with mm-hmm. some of these artists that I look up to. Yeah, um, that's that's huge. The, the first show that we did was the Aliens 30th anniversary show, which I think it was two years ago now. That, like, just out of nowhere, being, contacting a lot of these artists, I'm surprised at how many agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, not it was really myself included, but yes. Not, not Jared, but a lot of other artists, um, artists that I actually admire. <laughs> good, very good. Pause, pause <laughs> for reaction. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> But yeah, so those are the two things that I think I like the most about it is getting able to connect and work with a lot of these artists that I admire and then seeing their the final work that they produce. So let's let's get into our actual guests for today. These are people that we we really like personally. <laughs> and we got to meet these yes. guys at DesignerCon last year. They came by uh, from um, they didn't have a booth. They were just, uh, oh. yeah, they were yeah. Uh, just visiting <laughs> Out the of con. towners. Yes, yes. But just the nicest people. We expected that because we've talked to them before on the show, but um, I just love talking to these guys. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. We had a, um, a lot of fun again with this conversation that you're about to listen to. Uh, being able to now that we've been doing the podcast for over a year, it's fun to be able to pick um, some of the, the previous guests that we've had and get them back on. Uh, it's always a different type of conversation because the first time we try and, you know, get the our listeners familiar with them and kind of tell, give them a lot of background. The second and third time that these are artists and creatives are on, it becomes more casual and conversational. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's, Although um, it's really I, I will fun say to, to catch up with this conversation. It was much sillier the first time we talked to them. <laughs> We did well, that like had, dating so, game thing. Right. We beginning. planned out to have different like gimmicks and games the first time, which, yeah. you know, just by default made it a little bit more ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It did go this on. This one it was a bit more tame, um, but it was it was still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, so the, <laughs> the last time we talked to the Clarks, it was, um, let's see, episode 29. I wrote it down so I could say it. If you haven't already listened to it, um, this is a great companion to this episode. I don't think it really makes a difference which one you listen to first. But um, one of the reasons, and we talk about this in the episode, that I think you should go back and listen to episode 29, is that they give a really cute origin story to where they came up with their their Mm. pen name, Pretend Friends. Um, I'm not going to say it now because I want you to go back and listen to the episode, um, but definitely, if you haven't already, go back and listen to episode 29. Uh, it's, like I said, it was a, a wild episode um, <laughs> and a lot of fun. Wow, 29. Jeez. But, I know, it seems like 
forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing I want to say before we transition over into the actual episode is the last time that we had the Clarks on, I think it was in part of the one of the games that we played. It was a question like, what if your house was burning, what would you take out? Like, what would you save? Um, and ironically, like the next week, I actually had to, we were, there was a lot large part of Orange County that was on fire and we were in an evacuation zone. So we had to leave. And now we just interviewed um, the Clarks earlier this week. And two days later, there's more fires. Fire season. In Orange County, like within miles from my house. So I I can, if I'm driving at night, I can see glowing hills. So get your um, external hard drive ready to go. Yes, it's very, very ready. <laughs> um, but I hate to say it, I don't know what it is with the Clarkson fire. There's, <laughs> They're on fire. There you go. Where there's Clarks, there's fire. All right, enough. All right, all right. So that's enough um, for this intro. Here is the episode with pretend friends, a.k.a. Anna and Daniel Clark. To the Squared Co. Podcast, Mr. Daniel Clark and his lovely wife, Anna Clark, Hooray. also known as We Are Pretend Woo-hoo. Friends. That's right. Um, is it, is I, it time- We Are Pretend Friends or is it just Pretend Friends? I know the Instagram is We Are yeah. Pretend Friends, uh-huh. okay. but but it's just Pretend Friends. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. But like we the two are, words, Pretend Friends. Yes. I like to, I like to start every show of off by correcting yeah. Mark. So um, It's so, it's, every time I see um, that handle come up, I get kind of sad because I know you've explained to us before on the last episode. <laughs> the best um, That we had you on that, yeah, <laughs> where this name came from, which is super cute. Um, but every time I see it, I'm like, why can't we be real friends? Why do we have to be pretend friends? It hurts me a little bit. But it is an adorable name with an even cuter backstory. So if you aren't familiar with it, you're going to have to go back to the first time we had um, Anna and Daniel on, which is, we just said this before we started recording, it's been almost a year since we've had you both on, and it's crazy. It does not feel that long at all. And you guys were, yeah. at that point, just on the cusp, I believe, of kicking off, or you had already, you had just kicked it off? Uh, yeah, we had just rest? started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had started end we of in summer. The, we were in the middle of our first job. We had just yeah. decided hospital? we were going to do this yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like there should be a lot to talk about since then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. It seems that way, right? We'll see what actually happens. We'll see. We'll uh-huh. see but, um, I know that you guys are Harry Potter fans, so I wanted to Uh-oh. get your... You, you have my attention get, completely. Get, get your thoughts on this. Um, have you heard of this, um, the Harry Potter blind bag wands that they have at Walmart? so Hmm. the walmart part is a little upsetting (laughs) (laughs) it is so i have to admit it's very weird that it's a walmart exclusive but they i think there's nine there's nine wands they each have an equal amount of difficulty to get um but you can get 
a random wand in this mystery box and collect all nine of them. How much? Um, how much was that? It's only thirteen dollars. Oh, okay, that's not bad. And it's like a, a twelve-inch wand, give or take. <laughs> I think depending on which one, which wand you end up getting. So, um, <laughs> I totally saw that. Anna did it. It wasn't me. She was pushing me. <laughs> the filthy uh, Clarks. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, did anyway. you open yours, Mark, or are you going to open it right now and show so us? I, no. Whip it out. This is actually <laughs> to see how many Surprise. inches is really. Yeah, what's that right. thing out? Let's see. <laughs> um, I actually. So, I bought it for an actual. Harry Potter fan. I am oh. just a casual one, so I'm not going <laughs> to ruin the uh, the surprise for who actually is receiving this gift. But I want to read through the, the names of the wands really quick oh. um, in here. You so you get Harry Potter's wand, Luna Love Lovegood, Hermione. Mm-hmm. No idea how to say this name. Nymphadora Ta- Tonks. You nailed it. You know Great job. Uh huh. Ron yes. Weasley. <laughs> yes. Lord Voldemort. Uh, Draco Malfoy, a Death Eater wand, and Neville Longbottom. Sounded so like you said. Those n- sounded like you said Laura Voldemort, like <laughs> his wife or sister that we haven't met yet. His sister. So I can actually see these because I'm holding it, and they have an image of each one of these. But we'll start with Anna. Do you are you familiar with all of these wands? And if you had this, do you have one that you would be after? I guess. No, I mean, I'm kind of familiar with them just because we've been to Universal and they have like mm-hmm. all of them there. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm not really, I don't know, particular about which one. I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. Uh, I've always felt a close uh, relationship with Ron Weasley. Like, mm. I always. <laughs> uh, well, what does so his wand look like? I have his wand at my desk. I got it from Universal. It was before oh, they so did all like, like the cool stuff. The legit yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how these, like plasticky these ones are. Yeah. I think it is, these are plastic. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But these also come with a 3D holographic bookmark. Well, that's oh. what you do not have. <laughs> I bet those look real good. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry Potter wands are like the equivalent of a lightsaber, I think. Like... They all, you know, in theory, do the same thing, but they are dressed up a little bit differently depending on the character that yields them. Yeah. And the so, bad guys always have the coolest looking ones. Oh, wait. It's just yeah. like the lightsabers. What um, <laughs> Doesn't Harry's uh, wand have something in its core? Like there's a, a fight. He's got a phoenix. A He's got a phoenix feather. Oh, is that what it is? And it comes from Dumbledore's. Uh, phoenix and then mm-hmm. voldemort also has a feather from that same phoenix in his wand ah. so their wands are have twin cores so does everybody have something in <laughs> no the, big deal at the core like does yeah. that yeah so it's usually it's usually unicorn um, hair unicorn hair uh dragon heart string phoenix feather uh the uh dumbledore's wand had a thestral hair Ugh. um I could go on. I this go got on. real nerdy oh, right yeah. off the bat. I was going to say, we went um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess, if you're uh, still listening. Poor, poor Delacour. She's got okay. a Vila hair. All right. All right. Oh, no, I don't forward. mind at all. I love weird talk. Uh, yeah, um, of course. Of course. He opened up a whole thing with me. Are you guys fans of the, like the blind boxes or blind bag um, products yeah, that's merch just, in general? It's such an expensive lifestyle to live, though. <laughs> you can get caught up. Well, yeah. The thing is, yeah. it's like 
you either you get in because you want the whole set, which is a problem in itself because <laughs> you have to buy like three times as many to get the, the entire set or you're after just one and it mm-hmm. takes you three times the amount to find that same one. So it's a, it is a, it can be an expensive habit depending on what type of blind box products mm-hmm. um, you're a fan of or what series like disney um, came out with the um park stars and when they first came out with that we spent probably like 120 dollars on buying those those were very (laughs) like in one day yeah they were expensive (laughs) yeah and they came in that nice tin and uh yeah beautifully designed but oh man you felt guilty the minute you bought like two yeah Yeah. what's a a park star oh those are a while ago yeah explain Um, this to me it's stars of the parks. It's so they're <laughs> great, great job. Thank you. But is it is it like a vinyl toy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like okay. almost vi- they're like vinylmation in size, but shapes vary. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like highly yeah, yeah. stylized park yeah. characters or whatever. There objects kind of in there too, or was it? So we got characters? we got like a tiki bird. We got a small world kid. We got um oh man, what's the guy from Country Bear? Big oh, Al. Big yeah. Al. I yeah. got a pirate, like a skeleton pirate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're super They're very cool nice, looking. though. Very yeah, yeah, well yeah. designed pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. You never saw those, Mark? I mean, I may have seen them, but they came in like a little yeah, metal tin. They were remember. kind of like at the height of the vinylmation craze, like the Mickey. Their Mouse logo shape. was questionable, but the characters <laughs> yeah. were super good. <laughs> yeah, they're probably like four four years ago or yeah. something, four or five years ago. Uh-huh. At least, yeah, I think. Yeah, because they did a yeah. few waves. Uh, yeah, yeah, very nice. Uh, they also did a Kingdom of Cute blind box, which was just incredible. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> if you one. can get your hands on one of them, that one. Uh-huh. That, that was the one to get. We bought the you. backpack just to fit them all in. I do have one. <laughs> we have go. a corn dog. We have uh-huh. a corn we dog. Classy, corn super dog. classy. <laughs> corn dog. Yeah, we've toned down Did, the collecting. Didn't the uh, corn dog have like you could get mustard or ketchup? Like those were no. Was it only one? Somebody uh, customized one, and then it caused oh. a bunch of confusion. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very so thank confusing. you, person. So <laughs> did you guys purposely cut back on collecting, or did you just? Kind of not, you know, kind of lose interest in what was out there. Um, I mean, we, we did it like, ca- yeah, we did it casually. Um, we had a small house before the one we're in now. Um, so we could try to like limit it. I feel like now that we're in a bigger space, things are going to get kind of crazy. <laughs> with us too, it's nice with blind boxes. If you get one you don't like, you just give that one to your kids to play with. <laughs> yeah. At the same time though, it's tough because they want to play with They like, want to play with all the of them. But. That was a question I wanted to follow up with. So as parents... How does that affect your collecting? Like, do you, I, I feel like I would feel guilty buying a toy for myself versus, you know, put arguably who a toy is intended for when you have them <laughs> living in your house. Uh-huh. Has, I feel has like... that having kids affected how you make these toy purchases? No, I mean, I feel like we end up buying a lot more because i feel like some of it's more <laughs> acceptable to buy now that we have kids because they're can, yeah like because a lot oh. of it now it's just like stuff that they can play with that i wouldn't mm-hmm. have bought otherwise yeah but yeah 
it's just all really cute, so I buy it for them to play with, and then I just play. With yeah, it. like we got like the Mickey Mouse shorts pirate ship from Disney World. Oh, we probably that's wouldn't cute. have bought for ourselves, yeah. but it's super cute. So yeah. how how old are the kids now? Uh, our son just turned two a couple weeks ago, and then our daughter will be four uh, next week. Are they into so. something right now in particular? Like it seems like that age where they get into these things hardcore, and you don't see the uh, end. Of it. Our son's super into Muppet Babies, which is oh, good. awesome. Yeah, and he, skeletons, and and Halloween and skeletons. Uh, so. Not so specific, <laughs> and he loves Coco. Yeah, he because it has skeletons yeah. in it. Is he into the new iteration of the Muppet Babies? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll act yeah. out all the episodes, so he's seen mm-hmm. them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Edie's super eldest. into cats and Peppa Pig. Yeah, so. yeah, she's obsessed with cats and Peppa Pig. Yeah. So. Oh, Peppa Pig. I think we talked about Peppa Pig. Mm-hmm. Is that you Probably. guys that talked about how she t- teaches terrible Probably. lessons or something? She's oh, no. Yeah some, yeah, some people really don't like her because oh, she's yeah. kind of <laughs> sassy, but she's like a normal toddler, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. And Edie talks in a funny British accent yes, sometimes she does. because of the show. So. She'll say funny British oh, phrases, awesome. which is pretty adorable. She seems <laughs> like uh, a super character. Like just from the little things you guys have shown on Instagram or Facebook or something like that, she seems like so much personality that would. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. But she looks like me, but acts like Daniel. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah. She's, she's crazy. Um, She's nonstop talking. Do you guys, uh, do you see yourselves in them? Like they do little things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really weird. Like, <laughs> they're just weird. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my favorite stories is uh, Edie was staring off into the distance and my aunt said, man, she really looks a lot like you. I was like, really? Because she looks a lot like Anna. It's like, oh, it's probably just the vacant expression on her face. <laughs> so it's like little stuff like that where like they'll make a lot of the same faces you make or uh, mm-hmm. Edie's getting really into jokes. So she's really into like bad jokes, bad jokes like yeah. me. Yeah. Like a dad yeah. joke bad or like inappropriate yeah. bad? No, no, no. no. Dad no. joke bad. <laughs> not, a, not a wand joke? So, no, not, no, no wand no. jokes yet. No, no give or take a couple <laughs> – that yeah. is so funny. Uh, so I will get off kids for a minute, but I just want is it <laughs> just a minute. So you have a, th- these ages. Is it getting uh, easier as she gets older or do you think it just changes or like what what is it? How's it been for you guys as she as you now you have a two year old and a four year old. So how's that going? Good. We're definitely done it too. children so (laughs) (laughs) no more children so every phase bad phase they move out of we always are excited that we'll never have to deal with that phase again yes so um yeah two and four is really fun they're starting to like our son's starting to talk a lot more and they kind Mm -hmm. of know what's going on so Mm -hmm. um toddlers are just like super up or super down so like they're just (laughs) the most fun and the cutest but also just like the most craziest that they'll ever be too yeah so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they're getting to really fun ages to take mm-hmm. to like Disney and stuff like that. So oh, Edie's yeah, especially that's fun because she's yeah. really into like magic and making wishes and like uh, believe in all of it. She yeah, like yeah. believes in everything yeah. and it's so fun. Yeah. How? What brought that on? Is it was it something specific or just uh, you guys are telling her lies and she's believing them? Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> what happens. Uh-huh. Uh, like yesterday, we uh, were doing a magic trick where Anna just uh, put a blanket up and then threw it in the air and like went behind a door. 
uh, and oh, hid. Oh, yeah. And then, like, like Edie. with dogs. That one. Like, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. did it to my child. Yeah, well, she did it with children. <laughs> and, and then Edie's, like, it. convinced that she, like, actually disappeared. She's like, but wait, did you really disappear? And you I know, go, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yes, but wait, she did. you really did? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She said, next time you can make me disappear with you. I was like, ah. It's less about lying and more about just making the magic real yeah. for her. I feel there like they're only, lying. they're only, they only buy it for so long. So you gotta. Right. Then you lie to them about different things. Other things. But, sure. Yeah. How the world works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like so if we didn't uh, lose all of our audience by first talking about Harry Potter <laughs> and then by children, uh, let's, let's move on. We'll move on to some other things. So uh, like we said, you guys were just transitioning kind of into this new situation with uh, your work when we last talked to you. What, if anything, has changed since then? Have there been lessons learned? Have, have you guys fine-tuned sort of how you do things since then? Or has it pretty much been uh, going the same way it has since then? Um, I think little stuff has changed. For the most part, it's going kind of the same way that it was mm-hmm. before we work similarly. Um, when we're making a lot of stuff, it tends to be more separate. I feel like we're not forcing it to like, we're both working on pieces at the same time together. We're just kind of trying to meld our styles so they look similar and everything's mm-hmm. working kind of together. So, and we kind of rebranded ourselves. So everything's like our branding and everything is a, is a partnership, I guess. Yeah. It's more cohesive. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing like the, the year has been a lot of like rebranding, figuring our style out, figuring our workflow out. So it's been a lot, a year of like a lot of trying stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're just kind of exploring what, pretend friends is going to look like mm-hmm. so. what brought on the rebranding or or what was that decision like is it that you had another idea that you thought oh this is going to work better or was it that you thought we need to solve a problem or something like that i think it was mostly the f- first iteration that we had was super rushed because we need to put a pdf together for a hit <laughs> because, <laughs> in like two days because we you know decided we wanted to do this and then got a client like the next day yeah. so it was kind of mm. just like we need to look and we need it really fast so yeah. there wasn't a ton of time then to kind of sit down and figure out what we wanted it to look like mm-hmm. um, and I know that we both wanted to simplify it a lot so that it could work across you know social stuff and promotional stuff and that sort of thing so um yeah, I think it was just kind of, we gave it a couple months before we really sat down and, and worked on it together. So it was kind of nice because we both worked on it separately um, and we didn't show it to each other, like what we were working on. And oh, then, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we're like, okay, you know, we'll show this to each other on Friday or whatever. Yeah. We treated it kind of like how uh, I do at an agency a lot where like everybody goes off and works on their own and then presents a concept. So it was kind of nice though, because we ended up, just combining two of our options, one from each person. So it was mm-hmm. my icons and his typography. So they just kind of worked together, which was a nice yeah. surprise. Oh, nice. Uh, so how how are you guys uh, going about getting clients? What What is your main uh, sort of avenue of getting yourself out there and, and trying to find the work that, you know, that sort of suits specifically what you guys do? Because you have a very distinct style, which is fantastic. But um, how do you attract clients other than just putting that, you know, the work that you want to do out there? Um, right now, we're focusing a lot on so we went right after we talked to you guys a couple months later, we went to decon uh, for the first time. That was actually the first convention we'd even ever mm-hmm. visited. Attended. Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. yeah ever. So there's not really I mean, we're from St. Louis, so there's not a ton in the Midwest that 
have a lot of There's no, networking capabilities. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so we went to that one and then, um, our friend from St. Louis, Lou Lander has exhibited there for the past two years. So we're teaming up with him and, um, we'll be exhibiting this year for the first time. So are you, are you guys sharing a booth or do you, um, each have your own booth space? So we're technically sharing, but we each have our own table. So, mm. okay. um, very cool. yeah, we'll be two tables side by side or, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this will be your first convention that you will have your own booth set up at. Are you, have you guys started planning what your footprint's going to look like in your section of the booth, how you're going to dress it up? Oh, as soon as we figured, found out that like we were going to do it, <laughs> we started planning immediately. <laughs> that part's yeah. Re- yeah, that part's really exciting that's to me. I really, yeah. Yeah, I really like, I don't know, designing three-dimensional spaces. So that's always fun. And then we kind of step back and we're like, okay, well, now we need to figure out what we're going to bring. And then that'll kind of Mm -hmm. dictate what sort of display and that sort of thing we need. And our obstacle, too, is we're flying. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever can fit into four suitcases. Yeah. So that's kind of our our challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you might. I mean, I know a lot of other people that travel for conventions. You can try to set up. I don't know, some sort of an agreement or contact the hotel that you're staying at, see if you can mail the bigger stuff to them. Ship everything. It, I don't know yeah. It, yeah, if, if that's more cost effective or if it's cheaper just to check in, you know, an extra box when you go down the plane. Um, but that's, that's an option I've heard other people have tried. I think we're at a point right now where we're just kind of making and making and making as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. come closer to time, we'll kind of narrow down what we want to bring and see what yeah. My dad has offered to drive out there. Uh-huh. It's oh like, that's great. That's the sweetest yeah. offer. He's retired. He doesn't have anything else he, to do. He so. sees it as just like a chance yeah, to take a road trip. Yeah, he just wants a road trip. Yeah. So, uh, but, then, but then, like, we can't get it back home. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But the, like, it's hard, though, too, because uh, we're literally starting from scratch. So. Yes, he's yes. going to, he said, I'll drop it off and then I'm yeah. going to the Grand Canyon. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. I like <laughs> that. you, so you say you're working on a lot of the product there. I know that since we last talked, you guys actually started your own shop with your own unique um, IP and merch. Are you guys working on a lot more of your own merch? Or are you going to have some more pop culture related items for sale there? Because I know a lot of these conventions, as you guys are probably aware, you know, pop culture plays a big role in merchandise that at a lot of these um, conventions. Are you guys working on doing your own thing or doing kind of a blend of your own plus pop culture? It's going to be a blend. So uh, I think especially like for Decon specifically, we've been making a lot of pop culture stuff and uh, trying really hard to think about the kind of characters and IPs that people would want to see and would want to buy um, and trying really hard to like make those our own and match our other work too. So it's been kind of a fun challenge of creating original stuff, but also creating IP work that matches that original stuff. Uh, but the end goal of, yeah, I mean, the overall goal of Pretend Friends, though, isn't to just be like a shop or anything like that. We want to be able to work with clients um, on their own IPs or potentially, I don't know, do stuff with our own IPs. So uh, we don't want to box ourselves in with, only doing mm-hmm. uh, pop culture work. So yeah. I think Decon especially is going to be a really good opportunity to draw people in with a lot of our pop culture art, but then get our original work seen. Right. Even if it's not necessarily going to be a big seller. 
but it has been uh, in the back of our minds to like, keep building our portfolio mm-hmm. beyond the conference, I guess. Yeah. I got to say, that is one of the most, I, I think that's the challenge of just about everybody is to do the, find that right balance of the pop culture. Because the pop culture stuff is obviously very fun. It's very popular. It sells well. Everybody knows that. But that's so funny how the minute you try to do your own stuff, it's a very different, because I think it's not the same crowd. <laughs> yeah. you know, the the yeah. customer yeah. that buys the Harry Potter thing doesn't necessarily want your other thing. It's, so it's like, how do you, how do you, and I'm just asking this in general, not that you have to answer this, but how do you, how do you reach both of those without alienating one or splitting into two different companies? And I think that's been the challenge for me. I mean, doing stuff with Disney and stuff, it just, it takes over absolutely everything. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you have to create a second name and do something yeah. <laughs> aside yeah. from it because people yeah. are like, well, that's great, but where's that other thing? You know, we want yeah. the other thing. Um, so I don't know, Mark, what do you, what do you think about that as far as like, you're kind of in an interesting position with this because you're like helping me present my work there, but how do you see that? How do you see a solution to that sort of challenge? Um, there's a, there's some people that have done it really well. Um, where you start off being a pop culture artist to gain a following. Cause that's, you know, that's the easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. People will gravitate towards whatever this property is that they like. And if you have, you know, fan art of this brand or this property, um, it's an easy way to get eyeballs on your work. Mm-hmm. The difficult part is the transition, you know, going from pop culture fan artist to, your own IP. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a handful of names that come to mind that have done it. Well, I'm trying, <laughs> I don't know if I should say them or not, but um, oh, I, I, th- I mean, I always think it's, it, it's easier to go the other way. Like if you got yeah. known for your design and everything and you're popular for your graphic design or, or just your, your, you know, personal style, then you can mm-hmm. always go and do pop culture and people will either new people yeah. will find yeah. you or your crew will find you. Going the other way seems very difficult. Yeah. I think yeah. for us, we always put aesthetic first and like tried, have tried really hard to like build a look uh, that's very like unique to us. Yeah. So that way, if it's like IP or not, it you can tell that it comes from us. So I mm-hmm. think that's kind of been just our the theme to our work overall that we've been doing for the past year is just building that look um, and then testing it with all different kinds of subjects. That's interesting. Yeah. There's, yep. um, I think it's definitely the harder way to do it, like going on 100% pop culture and f- trying to like over the years wean off of those type of projects while increasing the other side. But it's, I mean, a lot of times I think people, they they fall into kind of a trap where they get all of these likes for a pop culture thing and they can make easy sales for these things and then as soon as they try something that isn't attached to a property and it's not super successful, they kind of throw in the towel. Um, so it's, yeah, it's definitely a difficult thing. Well, it's kind of like hurt feelings a little too, you know, you're like, I worked just as hard on this other thing. Don't you lie to us? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. We're not interested. (laughs) I think it helps that like our goal isn't though to like make a bunch of sales and stuff like that though. Right. Right. right, Like I have a day job that like, provides for the family and stuff like that so it's not like we have to sell a bunch of stuff all over there or else we can't eat 
So I think that's kind of freed us up a lot too, in terms of like, if people don't like this, then we'll just try something new. Yeah. It's just yeah. been a lot of exploration, I think yeah. this past year. So. so when you guys went to DesignerCon last year for the, for the first time, and we saw you there, we met you guys and we, we did have a total discussion about it and everything, but for the sake of this conversation, what did you think of DesignerCon <laughs> when you saw it? Like, did you think, was it what you thought it was going to be? Was it more pop culture than you thought it was going to be? Or like, what was your, I mean, I know you haven't gone, you said to a lot of conventions, so maybe not much to compare it to, but what was your general takeaway from that? I mean, for me, it's what I expected. It was about mm -hmm. the size that I expected, which I think is a really good size. It's not to, we did it in a day mm -hmm. because the second day we wanted to go to Disneyland. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it was definitely like a manageable size. It wasn't too overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. but it's not so small to where you feel like nobody's really there. So I think for our first one, I think it's a really good yeah, introduction. It's just so cheap. Like it, it was awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's another plus. And you know, at, at least this last year, you were able to go day mm -hmm. of and still pick up a ticket. You know, that's just unheard of if you want to try and do that at Comic Con or some of these other bigger mm -hmm. uh, conventions. We so we Jared and I have talked about this off screen a lot, and I think we may have even mentioned it on uh, a previous episode. This year's Decon seems like it's going to be somewhat of a shift. Like this is the the tipping point year to go a different direction. Previous years of designer con, it's been very uh, kind of like a homegrown feel. Like the actual artists, the booths are like actual working artists and not these big name brands. Um, so it feels like kind of an underground convention. Uh, obviously it's getting, it's very popular and the name is getting bigger and bigger. Um, but I think this year there is the first year that they're not in Pasadena. It's actually going to be at the Anaheim Convention Center and they moved from two days to three days. So it's not only physically a larger space, but it will be uh, more days that's open to the public. Um, and now they're starting to introduce these bigger name brands that aren't attached to like an individual artist. I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing, how that's going to impact traffic coming in and out, what type of traffic it's going to be. What is your um, guess? Previous, what is your guess? I think <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's going to start going towards the more comic con convention. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing because ultimately as a vendor, it's more important for you to make sales and or network. So yeah. if people are still coming in eager to spend um, and certain types of people are coming to look for artists or different brands to work with, uh, it's all good. But like mm. I said, we don't know what to expect because this is going – I feel like it, it's – Without a doubt, it's going to be a different type of convention this year for versus sure, previous for years. For sure. And I think I think it's kind of like what we were saying is I, I am a little concerned because the size was so nice before and there was a certain charm to the you know, the location and the right. types of vendors that would come. And it felt like uh, so you would attend this thing or you would uh, be a vendor at this thing because you felt like it was a good fit. I, I think, mm. uh, you know, going too big changes it. I could see from their side why they'd want to be bigger. But uh, for me, it's like, I would hate for this to be like, oh, everyone's coming because they've got this new Funko pop. And, you know, that's the thing that everyone's in line for. And now you've got the Funko crowd and they don't care about all this other stuff. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and so right. then does it make it overwhelming? Does it make it that the people that would normally come say like, oh, well, I don't want to go to that. Um, you know, I'll wait for this other thing, Renegade Craft Fair or something like that. So I am a little concerned mm-hmm. about that. I think it'll no doubt be bigger, but I want to keep that um, that kind appeal. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. appeal yeah. of it yeah. the same. Yeah. I'd hate to see that go because we don't so need you- another Comic-Con. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely well, nice being able to like... I was just I was just saying it was nice being able to walk up to a table and knowing that you're talking to the person who made yes. that yeah. thing, mm-hmm. not talking to somebody who's just representing that company. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I definitely like that feel about it. So, so are you changing you how you're going to display you'll be stuff able- then? Uh, well, oh, we're going <laughs> to do, this is going to be completely different for us though, this time. And Mark can probably speak to this more than I can, but I think we're kind of trying something new. This is like the first time we're kind of going full force with the booth. So we're, we're going to try mm-hmm. to make it more thematic this time and have to do with like what the product is that we're bringing, just like you guys were saying and gear everything yeah. to be like, this was the 2018 year when we did that thing, you know, like. Uh, so I think it's going to be yeah. more than just doing a table yeah. with with your goods. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do four walls yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the square code experience. We, we it's VR. It's very crazy. We haven't officially announced this. I don't think, or maybe we did, and I just don't remember. But Jared and I will be sharing a booth space. Yeah. Um, so it'll be Squared Co. and Jared's. We'll have our own booth space, a large space. Well, okay, so Designer Con kind of leads into uh, what we were originally going to talk about, which is the whole branding yourself and taking this booth space and really making it like the Squared Co. space or the mm-hmm. Pretend Print space. But no, I think I think uh, as soon as we decide we're going to do Designer Con, we, that's when we started wanting to do like rebrand ourselves and figure out what our look is going to be and how someone could walk up to our booth and get a full like, oh, this is like I'm experiencing this space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume you guys are like Mark and I, where you really like branding because you showed us some of the things you did last time. You had brought some samples, I think, with you to DesignerCon last time. Oh, the yes. stickers. Those, so I don't know what you got, Jared, but I, I got a magnet set of these characters. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And they had the little hang um, tag, though, on it uh, with the logo mm-hmm. and everything. And, like, I just love that stuff. Like, I don't want to take it out of the package because yeah. I hate the packaging so much. So it just stays like that and pin it on the mm-hmm. wall. But, I mean, is that is that just as fun for you guys to, to sort of design a whole, like, look? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I like seeing how it's going to look as a packet. Like, I like thinking about if I receive this, you know, I, I don't know. The packaging yeah. is just as fun That's as... That's Anna's forte for yeah. sure is the overall just, like, I don't know, just think of something as a consumer and like making it fun for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See that? <laughs> it's like, like, I mean, like, if I, like, if I, you got those Harry Potter wands and it was like the blind bag thing, but then it was just like some stupid looking cookie package. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah. It was just a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's definitely about the overall experience. Mm hmm. I'm really interested in doing more experiential stuff. So designing our entire booth space to have a sort of theme and then going a step beyond that, having the product also fit that theme. So I don't want to say exactly what we're doing yet. Don't say um, that. Not yet. Not yet. But has that been bleeding over into like how you approach like just Square Co. in general as a brand? Not yet. Um, Oh, it it definitely will. Um, Moving forward to have 
the branding kind of, yeah, go together with these experiences and the products. Um, but yeah, like what Anna was saying, as a consumer, I love coming up with the packaging ideas too. Um, I'm trying to do come up with more ideas like we had with Jared's cute aid mystery packets mm-hmm. where yeah, whatever the, the product is, it kind of tells a story or goes beyond just receiving a generic pin or whatever, like the way that it's presented to you heightens your experience with this product. Uh, yeah. I think that's becoming more important these days uh, more than ever too. Uh, one, just to stand out from the glut of things that are coming out. Uh, but two, like, I think mm. it's part of the audience you want to attract, like that they appreciate the fact that you put this effort into this packaging and made it look this way. I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of part of the collectory personality uh, yeah. in general. Uh, so a question for, for both the Clarks and you, Mark, since this is what you guys sort of deal with. When you set out to do packaging or, or like, we're going to do a magnet and we're going to do it like this. Like to me, what I'm always like, that's the fun part coming up with the idea. Then you get into the nitty gritty of how expensive all of this is <laughs> and like having <laughs> extra stock, you know, what if we sell two and we're stuck with another 500 or, you know, like how do you guys deal with that? Like, how do you do sort of risk management around that? Do you do a lot of research with like vendors or the cost of the plastic bag, that kind of stuff? Or do you like just do a quick and down and dirty route? Mark, you can answer after the Clarks. Right. I think that's definitely more my uh, forte. I'm, I'm exactly like you, Jared. Yeah. So <laughs> Dana, Dana will come up with ideas. I mean, we always brainstorm ideas together and create together, but I'm definitely the more like sourcing of materials and figuring mm-hmm. out, you know, is this going to be cost effective and what price point should this be at and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why we we opened the Etsy shop already too, is we wanted to kind of get a feel before Decon of what people were responding to mm-hmm. and kind of the amount that people were buying. So we mm-hmm. kind of know, because that's the hard part is how much, you know, how much inventory do you bring? You don't want to bring too little to where you sell out the first day and it's like, exactly. I wish we would have brought a lot more of that. But then you also don't want to leave with, three full suitcases coming yeah. home. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd probably just leave one behind to make myself feel <laughs> a free box on the side of the room. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I, cause I think to me, that's always like, like Daniel would say, like I could come up with the idea and say, Oh, and we'll put it in this, you know, package and the package will be glow in the dark and it'll have three layers. And like, you know, now this magnet costs $50, but it sure is, you know, exciting. So, so like then Mark, for you, do you do a lot of research on like the very uh, sort of nitty gritty of like the plastic bag the you know, like if we're going to have it stapled, it's going to cost another dollar for that. Like, is it more about the materials well, or like a service, like hiring someone that does this? I'm the, I'm an idiot, as you know. Yes. I still try to do everything. So like the idea for those, again, those cute mystery packets, like I came up with a custom die on how it would all be folded up and arrive to the consumer as this packet. You know, that's a great idea, but I was the one that had to manually cut every single paper, fold it, glue it, insert the, uh, the pins in there. Like it was a whole ordeal. (laughs) Um, so I'm still working on the finding somebody else to do the manual labor part. So for you guys with the, you've been doing more merchandise and stuff, you did some pins and, uh, you did like prints and everything. How is that? How has that been going? Good. I think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first, uh, 
thing we released was our uh, childhood creator series, which was mm-hmm. the set of five prints. Um, so those did those did pretty well. So mm-hmm. those will be coming to Decon. We uh, oh, good. may or may not be doing a second series of some more people. Storyteller series. Get ready. 2018. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> now you have to do it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those did well. And mm-hmm. then um, we made some pins, which mm-hmm. were fun. It's always fun to see. Yeah, it's like the first time we've gotten to like actually see our artwork like in the real world, and it's super fun and kind of addicting. Yeah, yeah. pins are pins oh, yeah. are dangerous because they're tiny and yeah. fun, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we'll be bringing some new stuff like that, and we'll be posting some more pins and stuff like that in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple other little types of product that we may or may not bring be bringing. We will. <laughs> or we will not. We'll see how the next couple of months go. I think where there's like a hundred a hundred days till the convention. So. Yes. Yeah, and tickets go on sale tomorrow for the convention uh, when we're recording this, but I don't know that people are gonna knock Rush down the internet buy. trying yeah. to <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So uh, not with an attitude like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you guys did these prints, well, we'll just stick to the prints for now. How did you sort of go about like deciding like how many you were going to do? Is this, do you guys, are you able to print it at home and do it as orders come in or did you do a run? Like what, what were some of the tactics you guys used for, for selling these things? We uh, sourced that out. So we're not printing at home just cause I feel like it's not really an investment we know that we want to make yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since we're just getting started printing stuff um, maybe in the future, but um, so for those, we did a pre-sale, which kind of gave us an idea of how many we need, like which one people were responding to the most and what we needed to, you know, if we needed to order more of the Walt one or more of yeah. the Mary one or whatever. So we just kind of based our ordering off of that. Yeah. Pre-sale that was a number. Good move. Yeah. Pre-sale was nice for, cause it was our first run. So we didn't know if he, anybody would yeah, want in, yeah. um, or if a ton of people would. So that was kind of a good, um, gauge for us of what people were responding to the most so were you guys nervous when you did the like go live thing like were you oh were dear you Lord. waiting so the minutes <laughs> it's kind of like hosting a party and you're scared yeah. nobody will show up you yeah. know <laughs> you're just like waiting there and like one person shows mm-hmm. um no but it did i mean we kind of had like a goal in mind of what we wanted to hit that first mm-hmm. day and we yeah. hit it yeah. so i was happy oh, that's after great. that yeah. yeah i think that's kind of just been the overall the past year has been just setting little goals like that yeah. And then trying to hit them or not. So far. <laughs> so yes. far, so good. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah. It's exciting though, right? Like when you see the numbers yeah. either start ticking through or you're like, oh, we hit this. We hit 10 faster than I thought we would. And then, yeah. mm-hmm. But then there's like a lull and you're kind of panicking and it's over and it's done. And 100%. This, is, yeah. this is Daniel's fault. I told you we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> always, happens. always Daniel's fault. Yes. <laughs> So let's yeah, no, talk about um, some of the other shows. So we've, we're talked about DesignerCon there. Um, so you guys are going to, Mark, do you want to bring this up first or should I let you? So the next Squared Co. show will be at Leanna Lynn's Wonderland in L.A. And the Clarks will be contributing um, a piece or two. So first things first, are you guys going to produce a sole pretend friend's piece or contribution or are you guys gonna 
split up and go back into G thanks and I am Daniel Clark to <laughs> submit two different <laughs> We will be doing separate pieces, but yeah. but we are still pretend friends. Yeah, so we've definitely so. <laughs> we're keeping within the style of mm-hmm. pretend friends. Yeah. So we're I, kind of a band. I joke because you, yeah. you always bill us as two separate artists, so Ooh. That's what so you get. We'll, that's all right. We'll deliver. Yeah. No, it's uh, well, it's nice seeing like which <laughs> one of us is gonna make what. Yeah. I send so for our listeners. I send e- like weekly or periodic um, emails to our artist list. Um, and on this one, I have the list of the entire art, all the art contributing artists. And I say in there, if you would like your name to be changed, please let me know. <laughs> so maybe. The Clarks didn't get to that part. But I-, <laughs> I mean, it's still my name. But- yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I, it's fun whenever um, we can uh, do stuff like that where we each kind of work separately and see what happens. Yeah. Are you are you guys competitive at all when it comes to this? Like, are you going to say who can sell out the first or the fastest or something? I mean, can prints? you be competitive if it's not really a competition? <laughs> <laughs> That's so I sweet. Because we're... Anna wins every time. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Smart Anna. Uh, I think we're, I guess, somewhat, but in, it's in a very friendly <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. like for this show specifically, we've uh, discussed a lot about like who we were going to do and what we we're going to do. Yeah. And like, and I... is this a bad idea? And yes. Then, yes. <laughs> have you guys started? Have you guys started um, on your piece yet? Oh, it's we okay started. to say no because I haven't. No, all. we just started. It mm-hmm. took a long time to narrow down who I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was I, there's it a, was so mid, many... midnight last night. I was like, "Damn it, I'm gonna figure this out." And I just started drawing. And I like where it went. So yeah, but yeah, it was tough. So how does that go for you guys? Because I know for me, it, it is actually always easier when it's a very specific theme and you can sort of like, oh, it's the whatever. It's, I don't know, Star Wars show or whatever. So it's, you know, it, it narrows it down. That's still pretty big, but it narrows it down. For something like this, for Dave's, where it's just basically open to any female personality or pop culture character, like, what did you do to to narrow it down for you? Do you, do you go by like, okay, I can see this image and so I'm going to do this person or is it like start with the person kind of thing? Oh God, that's where the issue was. Yeah, I just had totally. I had a long running list of people that I was thinking about doing, mm-hmm. but nothing was really like this is the person that I want to do. Uh-huh. So right. um, I finally settled on somebody. I'm not going to say who it is because it could sure. change. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow it might be somebody else. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, usually I can. It, the more narrow down shows are are definitely easier than. The open ones like this are nice because there's so much freedom, but um, it's a little more difficult just in the concepting phase, I think. Um, this one specifically is tough because, like, I don't know. Do you want to do, like, someone who, like, truly you feel, like, personally inspired by? Do you want to do somebody that, like, you think Prince will sell of? I, do I, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it kind of landed there in between both of them. But... I mean, it's, yeah, there's a long list. Some of them are, like, super weird. Like, I love Bjork, but, like, nobody's going to buy a Bjork print. So <laughs> right, I'm probably right, not going right. to do Bjork. Uh, but, like, it was, it's super there, open-ended. That person so. exists. There's somebody out there. Yeah, like, that one person will, and that'll be great. <laughs> yeah. But it's tough because it's, like, like especially a show like this, like, the theming's important, so you kind of want to, like, do justice to the theme. Mm. But at the same <laughs> time, like, you don't <laughs> want to just make something, like, 
that only you enjoy, I guess. So Jared, it, let's flip. Let's flip it, and okay. you're gonna answer oh. the same question. So you asked the question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I stopped listening after I asked the question. I don't. I don't pay attention after that. As you were asking it, you tuned yourself out. You made uh, the exact Tim Allen sound from. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what part of that question should i should I how do you how do you narrow down I your think selection for me this time it went more concept uh like mm-hmm. so much of this stuff because for me and this sounds terrible but i think we kind of just said this too it's like you really want it to sell you want it to do well especially when oh. it's that you're doing these shows for somebody else. I always feel like it's a responsibility to have your show, your piece do well, right? Like you don't want to be a jerk and say like, Oh, I picked my cousin, you know, she's great. <laughs> and be like, you know, <laughs> be weird or something about it. And, you know, not do. And, and then, you know, sometimes you, you think, well, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to just do Bjork. I don't care. I'm going to do it. And then the night of the show, you're like, why the hell did I do Bjork? What was I thinking? <laughs> no one's going to buy it. Look, no one's looking at it. You know, like, then you go right back to that feeling of like, well, uh-huh. what do you want to be like the cool kid uh-huh. or the popular kid <laughs> or, the, uh-huh. or the rich kid, you know? So, <laughs> for, you know, so like for me, I think what that tends to be less so than subject matter is do you fall back on something you've done before that, you know, people like, whether that's, uh-huh. uh, you know, like if say, oh, I do travel posters. So I'm going to just do a travel poster because I know everybody likes the travel posters. Like that to me is where the challenge comes in is like not repeating the same concept, like when do you mm-hmm. when do you push it and when do you just sort of give them what you think is going to sell and I think that's mm-hmm. trying to find somewhere in between so you, like you know you're not a total sellout but you're not a total not sellout. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a no sell. Yeah, well, I mean totally. th- that's probably the the case for everybody. I don't know. Maybe everyone's mm-hmm. more uh, you know noble in their artistic goals. But for these things, I'm like, it's a show. It's a it's a it's not an exhibit. It's a show. Like you want your thing to sell. So yeah. I think yeah. I approach right. it from from that way. But it gets hard. Like and then it starts being like, well, you know, does uh, will girl ghostbusters sell better than boy ghostbusters and and then like how do you do the awful they won't talk through no, it. The <laughs> exactly 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 so what about uh, you mark mark is actually doing a piece for this one as well good. and struggled so, greatly with coming up with his how is your april matter. o'neill piece going mark oh man <laughs> it's it's going so for like every show that i do it's the same thing like do immediately once the topic is like comes to me or um, not the topic, but whatever the subject is, there's either a specific character or idea that comes to me. And then I have to figure out a concept for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so for acute couples, I really wanted to do something iron giant. So that just kind of made sense. And then for this one, I actually had a concept first before uh, an actual character. So after the concept, I had to figure out which character will make sense in this style and medium that I'm going to try. Hmm. So Jared kind of knows where I'm going with this. I don't know if he remembers, but um, I'm doing something completely different than I've ever attempted before, which will either turn out really cool or incredibly awful. Yes, there's no there's no middle ground in here. <laughs> So I might, yeah. I might, ju- if it's that bad, I might just, 
I don't know. I'll I'll pull some Jared Maruyama art from the past there and you just go. print it myself. <laughs> Are you like making art with like paper cuts instead of cut paper? Is it just like a reverse <laughs> thing you're trying? Or? I'm really like interested uh, in what this crazy concept uh, is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do something similar that Anna did and just not say it because. There's a good chance I won't be able to do it and I'll have to change last minute. So right now I've got a pretty ambitious idea, um, but we're running out of time really quickly. So I might not be able to, I might have to call in, you know, last minute. I can't believe how uh, quickly audible. It, it's gone by this. We, we started talking about this show quite a while ago, last year, I mm-hmm. think even, uh, when we started planning it and, uh, I, it felt like we had so much time to do all this stuff, and now uh, it's everything's crunch time. I think I'm getting to the point where I realize everything is crunch time. Give me a year, and I'll start <laughs> it a month before, no matter what. So, rubbing off on you. Yeah, let's not pretend that we need more time. We just need to not plan as many things to all happen at the end of the month. Uh, so, for you guys, how many do you do? A lot of these gallery shows uh, every year. You do more than I do. Uh, I've so I've been doing stuff for Gallery 
you know, are you sort of spinning your wheels in this pop culture world that you're not really planning on staying in? Like, I don't make nearly enough money from these shows. Like, you'd have to do so much and sell so many for me to actually make a profit once you consider time and just the expense of, of printing. Like, I, I, I start getting excited because you're like, oh, well, this show got me the next show, mm-hmm. you know? And so it just like seems to lead to more of the same stuff. Does it lead to more <laughs> client yeah. work? I don't know that it always leads to client work. I mean, sometimes it can, I think, but um, I think it like, I think it at least like, especially right now is a crucial time where we're like really finding our like style and voice. Mm-hmm. And then it, I see it more as like an end to a mean, like this is a really cool thing to participate in that could potentially lead to, uh, working with like other really cool clients or galleries or can at the very least just help beef up our portfolio a little bit. Right. So that whenever we're mailing out our book to people, we have lots of work in it. Yeah. And I think that it's also an opportunity to make stuff that you wouldn't have just come up with and made yeah. on your mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, I feel like you can have a little bit more fun with some of the pieces and do stuff you wouldn't normally do. So yeah, but yeah. Our brand is never, uh, like when we decided to do this together, it was never really about like selling product or being yeah. in gallery shows or anything like that. So I think you just have to like keep that perspective of like what our long-term goal is mm-hmm. and what our Which is difficult. Goal is, I guess. It yeah. It's yeah. difficult to do because it mm-hmm. is like, it's fun stuff. Like it's, it's distracting. Yeah. Like, like I, mm-hmm. I think every year I start off and I'm going to say, I'm going to do like two gallery shows this year. That's it. And then they're like, Oh, it's an iron giant show. I'm like, well now I have to do that show. <laughs> you know, like it, something always comes up like that but because like for you guys seeing you guys do this where you're developing your own style and your own brand like it is so difficult like i've been trying to focus more on that but it is so difficult (laughs) when you get trapped in this world to sort of pull away like you really have to devote time to it you can't just sort of throw things together you have to kind of think it all the way through and uh i almost want to hire someone else to (laughs) think it all the way through for me (laughs) i think that's why it's like nice us having a team because like we can uh we kind of check and balance each other so, too bad Jared and I don't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> Mark is probably almost too accommodating. You know, like you know, I want someone to come and tell me, no, no, no. Here's what you have to do. You know, put a happy face on underpants and we'll make it a pin and we'll sell a million of them. And you know, I just want to do the artwork. I want to do less about the research or like the pricing and stuff like that. So then what is uh, other than uh, designer con and, um, the, some of the gallery shows you guys are doing. What's kind of coming up next for you guys? Do you have anything big on the horizon or is it more just client work and building that look? Yeah, I think that's definitely where our heads are at right now. It's just kind of making things and making a lot of stuff that will hopefully get the kind of clients that we want. Um, kind of just building our portfolio to a point where it's... Yeah. The, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> no, we've, we've, so like with the past year, we've really concentrated on kind of building like a social fan base and... Mm-hmm getting a lot of work ready for decon and so as soon as decon's over and we can like take a few minutes to relax uh, i think we're going to start getting back into trying to get clients and doing more of the kind of work that we originally sought out to do uh-huh. uh which is a lot more like uh like the hospital job that we did where it's right. environmental illustrations or publishing or toys or stuff like that's stuff that we'll figure out but i think once all of this shenanigans is over we're really gonna like focus on i think it always feels yeah. like that though doesn't it like yeah as soon as we get past this once one. this yeah. thing is done <laughs> then we'll do it no but i think <laughs> exactly. it's kind of organically happening in the process too mm-hmm. which is nice at least that's how i'm approaching 
what I've been making lately. It's kind of, I've been exploring a lot, but making things um, that I think is going to like advance us to working with clients that we want to be working with. So, so what yeah. kind of stuff do you guys do to promote though? And you guys are, I mean, the, everything seems social media now, but are there strategies for you guys to, with social media specifically for promoting yourself? Um, I think right now it's definitely just frequency of posting has been mm-hmm. the most um, successful for us. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, we've definitely noticed once you drop off in, in posting some things and people stop caring. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, and you're so good at that too, is like, mm-hmm. you know, every day making sure that you're trying to post something. Yeah. Um, so we try to not go more than a couple of days without posting things, which that's, what's nice about having mm-hmm. two people too, is one person kind of picks up the slack when the other person's busy with other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys use stories much too? Like, what are you, where do you fall with the, <laughs> we kind of, we use stories sometimes. I feel like our stories is more just like personal stuff. We try to keep, yeah. you know, the kids in the house and all that kind of stuff in stories and we'll promote, you know, if we have a, a print that's just been added to the shop or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but we kind of keep the like Instagram feed to more of the art. And then the stories is more like glimpse into our crazy ass life. Sort of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If anybody cares, I don't yeah. know that anybody cares about that, but <laughs> I, I enjoy seeing uh, the little bits you have with your kids. It's, that's uh, I, I, I feel like a creep that all of like these artist friends that I have are having kids and I enjoy seeing their kids on the. I mean, it wasn't creepy until you said that. Yes. Yeah. In that way. <laughs> you made it creepy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. We, see, oh, there, that didn't help. <laughs> I mean, I'm Uncle definitely Mark. taking that soundbite and <laughs> publishing it to the masses. But no, and I think I think a lot of I think some people like to see kind of the people behind the art that they like. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's why definitely. we yeah, and I think that's I mean we try to keep it to somewhat of a minimum. I don't want to like overwhelm people with like yeah. here's my kids again. Hey, by the way, we have kids. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know we have kids? But uh. At least when they're like contained within stories, then people have the option to click on it. And right, right, right. That yeah. sort of thing. So I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. You guys have a great perspective on your kids. It always seems fun. Like when you posted the picture of your daughter in the uh, in the land speeder, uh, <laughs> which was very cute. And I wrote to Anna, I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. She's like, yeah, you don't see right after this when it moved and she freaked out. Oh, yeah. She, she <laughs> sat in it for about a second and then it moved and then it was never again. So, yeah, oh, yeah, it was done. So how much interacting are you guys doing with your fans now? Do you find like I've, I've been watching your posts and seeing it since you guys have been posting since the last time we talked to you and you certainly have a bigger fan base now and following do you interact a lot with the people through the comments or, or through other means? Yeah, we definitely try to. I think engaging people definitely helps mm-hmm. um, and makes people f- feel less like you're just this, like, I don't know. Yeah. I know we're just normal people. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where like people are more than welcome to send us comments. Or, and that's kind of why we did the whole question thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the stories, which was kind of fun. And ours was kind of fun too, because Ours was very much not about our work, but just yeah. personal stuff, which yeah. I'm fine answering those questions too. Um, I think that a lot of people, I don't know, our situation's kind of unique that we're married and working together. So I think mm-hmm. that's what interests a lot yeah. of people. So yeah, I definitely like talking talking to people who care about you, what we're making. I, 
I want to say something about the ask me anything thing. So oh, here he goes. I was super like, <laughs> I don't post a lot with me in our stories um, nope. or posts or anything. So <laughs> Jared insisted that I do the ask me anything thing. And I was kind of uncomfortable with it. Yes, obviously. I did it anyway. It was so flippant. I did it. It was confusing. I, <laughs> <laughs> Not that I have. I did it. On. Yes. Yes. And the worst thing happened no one asked me anything did we not ask you anything it was the way he did it like you didn't even put on there ask me a question you you put that you put that sticker on then you said this Uh thing like that's all everybody (laughs) knows what it is no everybody knows because people use it for different things some people ask some people are asking the followers yeah. What is your favorite well, color? And then everyone goes nuts, and that's whatever. What I you should have put felt this so thing question afterwards. <laughs> and then I actually one of my friends, like a former roommate, asked me a question. I think because she felt bad that there was none coming up. <laughs> She's like, "Do you still Do have that frying we'll pan?" Ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually was a good question. It was uh, what's the next gallery show going to be i didn't say that it was dames because this is actually this episode is the official announcement of the dames show but i said um we've got one coming up in la in september so so how much do you and this can be for both of you how much of it do you think though uh, should be uh personal whether like we've talked about this a little bit before it's sort of a a forward-facing personal right it's like not everything like you don't want to bum people out because you're having the worst day ever but (laughs) it feels like now we can't avoid or the most effective social media is this sort of persona creating like you create a a social media personality for yourself which is partially you but maybe not a hundred percent you like how much do you think that that is important now that it can't just be here's the thing i'm selling yeah your social media persona in my head, is you only eat donuts. Okay. Good thing. And, and sugar cereal. Look what I bought today. <laughs> How perfect is that? Oh, because you have to wear that everywhere. I know. It's just whoa, around whoa, whoa, whoa. you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at that. You guys, you guys keep talking for a second. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Mark just <laughs> fell out of his chair. I think I finally offended him so much that he's now left the show. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's always got to. We did not even plan this. Mine's bigger. This. No. Uh, Look at that. Settle down. This should be my. Person. Do you have a bite mark out of the corner of one of your no. or of the side? <laughs> but the backside looks like an actual texture of a donut. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. I like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think this through when I put this on. No. Like my headphones go through the hole. So anyway, this is all visual. I'm, I'm I'm stuck with this um, for the rest of the recording. <laughs> all visual on an audio podcast, not the most yeah. effective. Nobody Jared knows what's I, happening right yes, now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jared just held up an inflatable donut and. Coincidentally, I had one around the corner in my house too. <laughs> Why don't we have a donut? We're in a closet. We, we should have told really, you that. We're, like, we're not in our inflatable closet. That's <laughs> another room. 
Well, thank you very much, Clarks, for your time tonight. We appreciate you guys coming on the show and uh, just chit-chatting with us. We could probably keep going for another four hours just (laughs) talking about anything. We just started, right, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Let's get to the interview. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thank you guys for coming on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and catch up. I'm really excited to be able to do the Dame Show with you guys and then even more excited to see you in November um, at Decon. Hopefully, we'll be able to sneak away for a day to go across the street from the convention center, which I've heard is the happiest place on earth. Yeah, that'll be the most Not expensive ticket there. you ever buy, just to yes. go for a few hours. <laughs> We're going like half a day on Monday, so yeah. oh, totally, you guys totally worth it. Yeah. We'll sneak it in whenever we can. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably go to uh, downtown yes. at night after yeah. the convention. Yeah. 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 If you're not exhausted yeah. or sick by that yeah. time. From- yeah. <laughs> That's where we're going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you again for your time. Um, really appreciate it. And for our listeners, if you aren't already listening. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. Because <laughs> already asleep. If you aren't already following We Are Pretend Friends, Anna and Daniel Clark, we will be leaving um, links to all of their work and how you can get in contact with them in our show notes. Um, but here, so here's another thing. We probably will talk about this more in detail in our intro, or we did talk more about it in our intro, Hmm. but, um, Anna and Daniel were, they did this early on. They left a review for this podcast on iTunes. So we appreciate that, but why don't you guys be like Anna and Daniel? If you haven't already leave us a review on iTunes, uh, it only takes a second you don't even have to be honest. As long as it's positive wasn't. about Squared yes. Co, we'll take it. Five stars and a positive review. It doesn't even have to be accurate. You can be like, I love when they talk about home renovations. Oh, we actually did that today. So, all right. Enough rambling for today. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later.
What just happened? I just exploded. <laughs>